Welcome to another episode of the Low Life Motherfucking Chopper Podcast. We got a great episode for you guys tonight. We got Ben Daly of Raise Hell Motorcycle Co. joining us. Going to be a great interview. We're going to catch up on the shovel build, the long dong shovel build, the loudmouth build, some other things he's got in the works, career change, a whole bunch of good shit. But before we get into all that, let's kick this thing off the way we always do. With these motherfucking sponsors. First up, we got Chop Cult, the motherfucking hub in the home of your next build thread. So swing on over to chopcult.com, make yourself an account, add yourself to the Brolodex, scroll through the free classifieds, and check out the blog. Next up, we've got chopshit.com, run by the one and only Chicken Rick. This is hand picked parts from builders across the world. Also the home of the Low Life merch, and recently, Rick even added a YouTube channel into the mix. He's got, excuse me, winging it with Chicken Rick. Just dropped an episode detailing the La Espada Chopper Show that we all got to catch up at. Go check out the latest episode, winging it with Chicken Rick, and go check out chopshit.com. Next up, we got Broadway Customs out there in motherfucking Englewood, Colorado. Swing on out there. These guys do everything. Commercial, fabrication, automotive, motorcycle, CNC plasma cutting, 3D printing, and a whole lot more. Go to broadway.custom.cycles. Check them out. They got bike nights going on over there. It always looks like a great time. So if you are in that area, hit these boys up and get connected. Next up, we got Lowbrow Customs. Everything you need for the road ahead since 2000, motherfucking four. Just bought myself a coil and some fancy-ass spark plug wires from Lowbrow Customs and probably going to be putting in another order for some other shit in the very near future. Love ordering shit from Lowbrow. Super fast shipping. Great company. They sponsor everything across the country, motorcycle-related, including this motherfucking podcast. So... Check out lowbrowcustoms.com and on Instagram. Next up, we got Paco, 52 years in the motherfucking game, selling Harley Davidson parts and accessories, full frames, front ends, headlights, taillights, transmission components, and a whole lot more. Go to paco.com or check them out on Instagram at Paco Hearts. Next up, we got the homie Wes at Custom Destruction. Your boy's thinking about getting one of these. I need something to cover up the ears on the highway so I don't get to where I'm going feel like I'm fucking deaf. So I'm going to be hitting Wes up very soon to order me one of these custom helmets so I can pick the motherfucking shell color, the trim package. Do I want the LX or the EX helmet? I don't even fucking know. I'm going to have to decide later. You can pick the liner color and he does custom orders. If there's nothing you see on there, if you have a custom trim package that you want to ask him about, you can go ahead and slide in the DMs. Hit him up on Instagram at 
custom destruction. Remember, these are the only helmets that make the ugliest motherfucker look sexy. Next up, we got your boy, Pharaoh Fabrication, right here in Londonderry, New Hampshire. Just had an XS roll in and out, same day. Seat hinge, needed to get welded on there. Uh, and we got some other things cooking for a couple of the other homies. We'll be doing a sissy bar for No Luck Paintworks tomorrow morning. And some other shit later in the week. We got another sissy bar for fish tank whiskey in the hopper. All kinds of shit. Get your stuff to me sooner rather than later because the season is kicking off. I want to help out everybody I can, make sure everybody's bikes are where they want them to be. But you know shit gets busy as the summer gets into full swing. So hit me up on Instagram, Pharaoh Fabrication, all one word. And if you're listening to this podcast, go follow that page either way. So you can keep to, up to date with my build and all the shit that I got going on. Last but not least, we got Black Dog motherfucking towing out in Epping, New Hampshire. But the great thing about tow trucks is they come to you. So even if you don't live in Epping, New Hampshire, you can still get that motherfucking chop towed. Remember, if your chopper stops going, you need to call Black Dog Towing. All right. So, without too much further ado, as you guys know, I'm solo on this episode. So we're not going to get uh, too deep down the rabbit hole of all the other stuff. We're just going to go ahead and dive into this interview with Ben Daly of Ray's Hell Motorcycle Co. All right, guys, we are live on the phone with Ben Daly of Ray's Hell Motorcycle Co. Welcome back to the show, brother. What's up, man? How's it going? It's going good, dude. It's good to have you back on. It's been many, many months since you came yeah, on to talk about the loudmouth. And we got you back yeah. again. Another build in the works. Oh, yeah. Always keep them busy, man. You know. <laughs> yeah, we definitely, we got a lot to uh, to chat about with that build. Also, Loudmouth is back with you. We'll talk a little bit about yeah. that. And maybe even talk a little bit about the, uh, the career switch up, if you want to get into it. Sure, man. Whatever's clever. Good deal. Good. good to catch up. Absolutely, man. Well, let's kick it off with the this shovel build we've been teasing this for a while because i was messaging you i feel like it was three weeks ago trying to get mm-hmm. this episode set up and every every week at the end of the show i'm like and we're gonna be having ben on to talk about <laughs> that motherfucking shovel build that motherfucking shovel build yeah <laughs> dude it's kind of glad we didn't do it i'm kind of glad we didn't do it before because i've just been so fucking busy on the road and stuff so but that's true and actually well maybe we should touch on that first so you're on the road right now yeah holiday inn i'm at the holiday inn in you beautiful utica new york uh working union millwright um working for an industrial contractor contracting company right now uh but we're working at the saranac brewery here so fuck yeah dude that's everybody's everybody's dream gig i feel like you tell somebody you work at a brewery (laughs) and they're like oh dude that's fucking awesome yeah, no. Well, all the all the guys in the maintenance shops are very disgruntled, so I don't know about that. <laughs> That's because they're drunk all the time because they work. Yeah, in <laughs> it's pretty much. Yeah, they're probably, they're drunk all the time and they can't seem to uh, figure out how to fix anything either. <laughs> so the, the problems just compound, you know. But, yeah, it, nothing gets easier after a, a, a couple of beers when it comes to fixing machines. Oh yeah, you got to call a mill right into an already operating fucking shitty, disgusting brewery, then uh, you got problems. And that's actually probably a good uh 
that's a good segue there to talk about what it is that you do as a millwright because you were before this you were in the service industry right yeah i was an executive chef for years for 15 years actually so yeah but made a jump wanted to do uh, i mean i've always been a wrench so um you know wanted to do something a little more blue collar and get into the trades and i've found millwrights i guess uh so millwrights were industrial mechanics we work on everything from production line uh, production like assembly lines uh we install them just help design them um maintain them um all sorts of different ones too um yeah we do a lot of rigging stuff installation of like giant cnc machines for instance or you know just huge factory production stuff it seems like a shit ton of stuff to learn. It, it, there is a lot involved. I mean, like the, the apprenticeship programs, four years, it's kind of intensive with classrooms. I think you're, you got to do three each year. Um, and they're a week or I think two of them are a week long and one of them's two weeks long. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's definitely it, being no rights, very multifaceted, which is kind of why I, I gravitate towards it. Cause I get bored easy, ADHD, you know? So, um, <laughs> but I mean, I love it. I love it. Cause every, every day there's a different new challenge in front of you. So it does like, seem like particularly like all the trades have a little bit of variety in what you're working yeah. on, but mill rights in particular, that just seems like, oh, it, yeah. it, depending on what broke, you know, right. like, or what needs to be made, it, it could be completely fucking different day to day. Right, right, right. Like I was, I mean, for instance, today working at the brewery, I was fucking, I mean, Jesus, two hours, the last two hours of the shift too. I was uh, elbow deep into a gearbox with compounding fucking gear ratios, trying to figure out and gear gear the conveyor belt systems differently and all this goddamn bullshit. But uh, of course, none of the gears were the same design. So they all had different fittings and different installations and different fucking set screws and blah, blah, blah. So it was really fun. And somebody likes to uh, dump a lot of never sees in there for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> they don't want that shit to never sees. Oh my God, dude. I, my arm is like dyed fucking brown there's like a there's like a brown tint to my forearm right now <laughs> permanently tanned oh my god dude it looks like bad bronzer for sure but that's some complex shit to figure out like i have enough trouble rem- reminding myself whether if i take a tooth out in the back is that better for highway or worse for highway oh. imagine trying to fucking compound all the ratios and you're like what makes it turn oh my god right like i want this i want this fucking uh this gear going or this chain section going at 110 feet per minute and i want that one going at 70 and blah 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 and what what, you know what ratio do we need to get there and whatever that's full wizardry right there once you get into that level uh, of fuckery (laughs) yep that's that's exactly what i told uh what i told the uh the girl back home uh, earlier today, I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm like mathematical wizard right now. I wasn't fucking prepared for this today. <laughs> so, yeah, but, right? Is it this kind uh, of kind of like everybody must have a very thick notebook in that, in that line yeah, of work? For sure. If I mean, but if you're at like the brewery, you're not going to bring a notebook around because it'll get destroyed quickly. But yeah, we also the anti like, and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We also did uh, earlier in the day, we were moving a, uh, 
uh, an assembly line of conveyors, um, conveyors for an assembly line for the end, the tail end of it for a shrink wrapping machine, a giant fucking shrimp, shrink wrapping machine. So, yeah. Shit. But we have to, we have to like fucking, um, at this particular job, we, they've got all these like, like, uh, graveyard, like conveyor belt graveyard second, like areas in the plant. Yep. And, so whenever they want new installations, we have to go pick through everything and, and figure out ways to fabricate and marry things together that should never go together uh, and make it work. <laughs> and then hand it off to their in-house maintenance guys and say, uh, okay, we're done. We'll see you in about a month. <laughs> see you in your month when you get hammered and break this again. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> when when three or four lines are shut down. Yeah, for sure. But Yeah, but it's got to be... Or I would think like doing that kind of work all day and then coming home and working on a bike must feel great because it's so much simpler than what you're oh my God. work. Absolutely. hundred percent. It's not that I don't like the day, daytime thing, but uh, you know, it's mentally exhausting at times for sure. You know? Um, but yeah, coming home to fucking, you know, get, getting into the shop and getting a wrench on a bike and it's relaxing. That's the, that's the Zen, right? definitely i had like like i do a bunch of stick welding at work these days a lot of 70 18 and i came the other day uh just yesterday and somebody needed a seat hinge welded on and i hadn't even struck a tig arc in like several days and after i lit up with nice fresh tungsten and just like dipping some dimes into this thing i'm like it's really nice to have this at home and then something else at work (laughs) <laughs> yeah for sure no tig art in uh tig arc in a few days on Greece. yeah i know it's been a fucking i've been yeah. rusty as shit dude Jesus christ this union life's changing you bud i know dude just running fucking stick all the, <laughs> all the guys at work they don't like they don't like tig they don't try here's the thing they don't trust tig they think that yeah. tig is gonna break because it's not like violent looking right yeah yeah violent looking that's perfect <laughs> that's a yeah. perfect way to and so they're just like, that, that can't be getting in there and i'm like but it's getting in there much deeper than the one you're yeah. doing let me tell you yeah <laughs> and you can be sure it's getting in there but it's you'll never there's just there's people you can't convince of that kind of thing oh my god well in this plant i mean everything is pretty much everything is stainless steel um at least the decent newer stuff anyway but uh yeah they're they all i mean they all stick well you know, I don't, and they have, TIG, they have, oh yeah, they, they have TIG setups. They have all of this, they have everything that they need. They have a full machine shop, but uh, yeah, they go, it's, it's wild what these guys do. I don't know how they do it. That's but. fucking wild that they would stick weld stainless inside. It's like, dude, it's, you're in the best conditions to TIG. I that know, shit. I know, I know. I, I was, they were fabricating some, uh, some transfer plates, uh, with with rollers so that like when cases come down the conveyor they bump into it to to kind of point them in the next direction but they can just roll right off of it right yeah and uh they were working on fabricating it they wanted us to finish it half of the thing was all fucking shittily welded like i said stick and just you know gross ugly yep. and the tick machine sitting right there the separate machine it's just sitting right there you know just not being touched and oh, I'm like, okay, me. well, I'm going to take the rest of this. And it was just, I mean, it was night and day and I'm not even that great of a tick book. <laughs> oh, so you got to take it. I take the, yeah, I, I finished, uh, finished up the welds. Yeah. With the tick. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I wasn't going to fucking, yeah. 
I mean, oh, granted, my, my TIG welding is is not good by any means, but still, it, it looks better. No, you're selling it short, man. I've seen some of the beads on there. It's definitely <laughs> you got you got the beads going on in to, versus stainless stick though. To do stainless stick indoors, if you're not wearing a greater, you're gonna die at forty. Well, you should see these guys. Well, you know the guys. <laughs> yeah, I see them all the time. Dude, it's to the point where where I work right now, they took all the stainless stick rods out of the plant because <laughs> they cannot like meet code and allow people to do stainless stick welding inside. It's like so bad for you that their insurance probably won't cover it. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, that's that's the only reason that I had to take my TIG certs to work here is because they're like, if it's stainless inside, we're not allowed to stainless stick weld it anymore. So you have to get somebody in here to TIG it. And I'm like, I'm the fucking well, guy for the job, bud. <laughs> guy. There you go, man. You're a fucking knight in, knight in shining TIG armor. That's it, man. That's uh and it seems like you're doing the same thing over there. Uh, tr- I mean, no, I mean, that was one instance, but, uh, I don't, I don't get to practice, uh, you know, TIG welding as m- nearly as much as I'd lo- like to, but yeah, every now and then it's, it's nice to sit down and fucking just throw some beads down for sure. Fuck yeah, man. So let's talk about this shovel. The last sure. time we had you on, I think you were, you were just getting into it. So yeah, just, uh, thing. I think I was like, it, I think last time I was on, I was fucking like maybe a third of the way through uh breaking the whole bike down from stock um, yeah you did you didn't you didn't, definitely didn't have the front end you didn't have yep. i don't yep. even i didn't have the front end, front end for months actually but uh yeah right after we did the episode actually like it uh motivated me and i fucking ripped the whole thing i think i broke the thing down the next day completely to the frame so Absolutely. but yeah. yeah man with the motivation it's getting fucking yeah, yeah. wide I'm just like looking at it. I'm like, God damn it, dude, you got to do something. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. So deep on it now. So tell us, so re- just because it's been a minute, reacquaint the people with how the shovel came into your possession. What year is it? And what it looked yeah. like? When you got it. So I saw it listed on, I think it was Facebook marketplace. Um, it was, it was some, some kid was younger kid was looking, uh, listing it. I think he was listing it for his stepdad. It was, um, it's a 1981 lowrider is what it is. Uh, it was, I guess. <laughs> um, so he was in Baldwinsville, New York, which is, uh, I think it's like a little over an hour away from where I live. Yep. So I went to go, I went to go check it out and brought a, brought a truck to haul it back, you know, to show my interest. And, uh, looked it over. They, the kid was, you know, I I, got, I was able to talk the kid way down because he couldn't get it started. He didn't know what was wrong. He thought it was battery, blah, blah, blah. Starter was bad in it for sure. Um, but he just didn't know how to kickstart, kickstart show. So, I mean, I'm, I wasn't very good at it either, but I was able to kick it over. So, but not, I waited to do that until I got home, obviously. Gotcha. Okay. So you got it home, kicked it over and you were like, oh, this is relieving. This is great. Yeah. I mean, I kind of had a feeling, you know. But uh, the bike sat for a little while, but I mean, it was clean. It was super clean. Uh, you know, when I, when I was running good, I, I, uh, it was running great. No issues. Um, yeah. Uh, then I just ripped it down. I decided in my head um, I was going to do a long bike sometime shortly before we recorded that last episode. Um, and 
I met this dude, Angelo, who's a buddy of mine now, um, out in Buffalo. He runs uh, Maltese Machine Co., um, where he builds some pretty fucking gnarly front ends, rigid front ends. He'll do, I mean, anything, any length you want, pretty much. Uh, he does round, like rigid round stock. Uh, he does square stock. It's crazy. But he's got a long, actually, his Sportster, he's got a Sportster bike. I think he's like 44 over on that bike with square tube rigid front end. It's fucking gnarly. Damn. <clears throat> like he just rode that thing down to Daytona uh, not too long ago for bike week from Buffalo. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I mean, he saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, dude. He yeah, because he met up with uh, with the my buddy James who bought the loudmouth bike because the loudmouth bike was down in Daytona too. So, shit, dude. Small world, huh? Yeah, I know that was wild. <laughs> that was. I think they linked up at uh, the Willie's uh, Chopper Time, Tropical Tattoo Chopper Show or whatever down there. So, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. It just turns out both bikes were in the in the show. And, they met up so cool <laughs> small world for sure fucking, i just can't uh, believe he fucking he i mean he's got a hammer kit in it and i i mean but 1200 miles or something like that he told me and i'm like jesus christ man i think something happened he, he he fucked something up in his motor like a third of the way down or something like that so he was you know hold up for a few days but he was able to uh link up with the with some good people and got him rolling and he made it Dude, I know the road provides, right? As they say. Yeah, he was solo too. I mean, you know, commend him. Good for you, bud. You know? Yeah, seriously, dude. That's like the ultimate in faith in your machine. For sure. For sure. You're so. like, I'm gonna just solo ride twelve hundred miles. <laughs> Hope for the uh, best. I'm a sportster with a forty four over front end that's rigid. <laughs> right, dude? Yeah. That's even more. He's a wild dude, but he's a great guy. Super nice. Uh, everybody should look him up. Maltese Machine Co. on Instagram. His name's Angelo. He's a great dude. Hit him up if you want anything cool. He does like struts, twisted, twisted, um, rigid struts. He'll do handlebars. He does. He does a bunch of stuff. Sissy bars, especially front ends. But now, I don't know if I misread this on the page, but I think he also does frames. Yeah, he actually. Yeah, he. So he bought one of uh, Christian Newman's. Um, frame jigs actually recently he was doing frames before he actually owns a frame repair shop but like a uh like a big truck commercial truck kind of uh frame repair shop so that's where he works out of but yeah he just once he got that uh frame jig he really started going to town with the with frames he's actually got one one frame that he's had in his shop for a long time that's like fucking just silly with the up i can't even describe it really (laughs) check out the page you'll see (laughs) <laughs> i think i know which one you're talking about and yeah dude, yeah it's, i mean it's just it's it's like it's like cartoonish you know what i mean but it's awesome so yeah super rad so yeah. when you had the shovel did you know mm-hmm. right away that you wanted one of this guy's front ends on there or at least that you wanted a super long front end i knew so when i met angelo so he the first show that um loudmouth was in was we there was a show that was put together uh kind of as a joke called uh dry cough build off it, it was right in the beginning of the covid shutdown and all that shit so it was everybody's everybody in the buffalo rochester area who was who was building bikes through the shutdown or whatever uh we all just started using that hashtag and at the you know uh once nicer weather came around i, I 
this guy josh he organized things and uh into a little show and it was awesome and actually it was held at angelo's shop in buffalo um so ever since i met him there uh i was like dude i gotta get one of these fucking front ends i gotta get one of these front ends they're beautiful i mean they're so simple and the the quality of his work is great so he's a great dude so it's a rigid front end right rigid front end yep yep nothing in the front nothing in the back I was so. going to say, this is like, this is the full on, you just, there is no suspension to think oh about. My God. Yep. I posted, I posted, I posted a few things, a few photos to like uh, springers, girders and uh, whatever long chopper front ends on, uh, what is it? Uh, Facebook groups. <laughs> um, oh God, dude, not the place for this. Oh my God. I'm pretty sure I did it like just to see what would happen, you know? And it was fucking all the comments about, Oh my God, you know, like you're not going to be able to control. How are you going to fix the wheel flop? Blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm like, okay. All right. I didn't get any rake and trail comments though. I no can't rake and trail that. Comments. I think a rapid right? must've been out of town that day. You, you know what? A rapid has seen it, has seen those posts on Facebook in these groups and uh, not one word. So I must be doing it right. Eh? <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> so, if you've convinced him, then then you've done the. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell myself I convinced him, but uh, between you and me and everybody that's listening, which probably includes him, uh, I never measured it once. So, <laughs> so you've never run the numbers. No, I just made I made sure the neck was straight. <laughs> but that's important. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, but raking trail, no, no idea. That's hysterical. I, I think that we, so we had um, Clay Crick on last. Yeah, week, yeah, yeah. Yep. And he was talking about that, uh, getting similar comments of people saying, you know, it's gonna, it's not gonna handle, it's not gonna do this or that. And I know he ended up changing it, but he his was also like in. Yeah, I mean, his is gnarly. Like, I mean, I can only imagine what it was like before he changed it. I mean, that kid's he's a great builder, especially for his age. I actually met him at Glory Days. Uh, we had Loudmouth down at Glory Days last year, and he had a bike there. He had a shovel build there. And it was it was awesome. He had a great bike, but I, I mean, his the bike he put together for uh, People's Champ is insane. I mean that. Yeah, dude, that, that thing is fucking wild. It's fucking wild. I mean, it's just every little aspect of it's nuts. So, and I love it. It's great. It's what <laughs> choppers should be, honestly. Right. Dude, exactly. And yours is shaping up the same way, man. I'm stoked to see this thing on the road. Um, yeah, I can't, can't wait, wait to hear your thoughts on, on riding with a rigid front end. I don't know if I talked to somebody personally who has a rigid front end to who's like been able to weigh in on it. Anybody who I've talked to about it is, I mean, it's just the same as anything else. Like it's the same as people asking you about riding rigid rear, you know, uh, just know what you're riding, I guess. And fucking, watch out for potholes <laughs> yeah the old people at my work love to tell me about the dues that they've paid and how they don't ride rigids anymore and i'm and yeah like, yeah good luck with your back and i'm like yeah. i literally want to just shoot myself when i hear this comment like, oh, because, like i ride it dude and it really is not i mean granted i have suspension in the front but yeah. it's not that bad it really is not and like they're, my road's under construction right now they've got it all fucking dug up yeah it's yeah. like fucking Baghdad over there and can't be worse than deadbeat. Yeah, it's a lot like deadbeat. Yeah, that's a good that's a good <laughs> parallel. It's kind of just like you're riding into the campground. And yeah. it's like I just don't know where people 
get this idea that like it's so shitty yeah i don't know either i mean it's just a bunch of bullshit those people probably honestly have never ridden rigid either so or if they did they just didn't know what they were doing I feel like the only way you could come to that conclusion is if you never did it, because otherwise life would test yeah. otherwise. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, it's really not that different. I mean, your, your, your rear tire might bounce a little bit if you take some turns a little too fast and too sharp, but whatever. Like I said, know what you're riding, you know? Exactly. And I'm sure that the, you're going to have, I'm sure the ride is going to be fine. Even with the, the oh, yeah. front there too. Yeah, I'm not going to turn it a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a problem yeah. with all long bikes, not yeah. just like the rigid front end. And I've never, yeah, I've never ridden a long bike too. So it'll be a nice learning curve, but we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, the, so the front end is a, a rigid round tube front end. Again, it's from uh, Angelo at uh, Maltese Machine Co. Uh, yeah, like I said, 24 over. It's, I think I did a 44 degree rake on the neck. Um, I just got a tank uh, put up on the frame. A lot of framework I got to do still. I got to mold a lot, but the, but the neck was the big thing. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, let's go through that. Yeah, sure. That was a, that was a process, huh? Yeah. Sorry, Chopper Bob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, did he tell yeah. you to do it one way and you did it another way? Oh, no. He told me, he was like, yeah, I, uh, especially because you're getting a, a, a long, rigid front end what did he say he's he's like yeah i would just go with uh getting a new neck casting and i was like Ugh. i mean i was like yeah you're probably right and then i gave it like 15 minutes and i was like no fuck that i'm gonna fix this thing <laughs> i'm gonna do this right now actually <laughs> yeah exactly so I, it was like my nemesis for probably a month at least but yeah so i was raking the neck and i made my my bottom cut my pie cuts on the bottom um, I did it the old school way. I didn't use a frame jig or anything like that. I just uh, made marks on the ground and used a plumb bob to make sure it's all straight. And I, I built actually, I actually built a wooden mock-up front end so I could get my rake right uh, because I was still waiting on on the the actual front end to, to be finished. But anyway, yeah. So I made my pie cuts and all that and heated up the neck, nice and red hot. Uh, stuck a, a a pry bar down down the neck tube and bent her back well i forgot to do a relief cut up top and all of a sudden i hear and there is a nice gnarly crack through the neck tube in so into the neck tube and then there was a small hairline crack on each either side just behind the neck tube on the uh, back of the bike so so that was fun to pause you just so people know what you're talking about here obviously he's talking about cutting the bottom of the neck essentially yeah. that section yep. and the relief you want to just explain to them what the relief cut is and what it does yeah so the relief cut makes it so that you're not stressing uh the metal where you're bending it essentially i mean you, so the, the pie cut on the bottom lets you move stuff around right and the relief cut on top gives you the the room to move it without hurting the metal right so, so you got to do a pie cut on both ends if you, if anybody out there listening is is yeah. trying to do this that's what yeah. the relief cut is it's it's like the mirror of the yeah. cut on the top so that exactly not doesn't necessarily have to be as as big or as deep well maybe as deep but uh definitely get a get a relief cut in there <laughs> So Actually, I, yeah, yeah, I spent a point because it probably wouldn't be as as 
big because the bottom I think would move more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it would depend too, I think on, uh, on how much you're raking it, but I mean, well, I don't know. I, I just kind of winging it. So. <laughs> hey, listen, this is between you and clay last week. I feel like winging it's the way to fucking go. Cause oh, dude. Saying like, dude, I, I don't have any fan. He doesn't even have a frame jig. And he's like, oh yeah, fucking built this whole frame, like you know, just like yeah. However, <laughs> fills it on his lift table. Yeah, sounds. I mean, that's fucking. I'm doing a, a lot of the same thing. I mean, I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, just go at it. I, I look at it and just like jump at it like a fucking banshee. I guess. <laughs> that's it, dude. That's I'm. I'm the same way. I like to do it by eye, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, all yeah. right. It needs to go out this far back and yeah 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 i mean I, i'm like one of those guys who like do a little adjustment do a little work sit back look at it for a while then repeat the process over and over and over again but uh i don't draw things out i get it all in my head i get a general idea but i mean i feel like when you have a, when you do that it, it always changes of course so yeah i think that's also a good thing though you know because a lot of uh the early ideas are you look back and they're actually dog shit, but you know, it's all part of the process. I changed my whole transmission over an early idea that was dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) Man, this cable routing setup sucks, dude. And I spent so long making that and it just like did not turn out right. And I was like, I'm going to put a whole new transmission in. Oh my God, dude. That's yeah. You had a good time with that, huh? (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was like, I I was assured by other people that like you could route the cable, but the only way to route the cable proper, like in a way that it doesn't kink, I don't like the way it looks. You have to like loop it around the tubes and then back. And you have this like weird cable, just like hanging out on your bike. Um, So I I did it and it was bad. Yeah. It looked cool, but it was bad. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Didn't work. Yeah. It's like, to your point, you know, like you just, you go by eye, you go with what you think looks good and is like a good mix of form and function. And then if it doesn't work, you fucking do it differently later. I I picked up an oil, I picked up an oil tank uh, from a swap meet and it's a horseshoe oil tank and I went to go throw it in and mock it up and look at it. And it fucking doesn't hit, it doesn't fit. Transmission hits it, of course. So I'll probably have to section that and make it shorter, but it's the little things you don't think of, you know, I'm surprised it doesn't fit. I actually have my stock horseshoe oil tank. Is yeah. I don't know. I don't know where, what this came off of. They didn't know either. Uh, but if it came cool. off a of twin, it wouldn't fit. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, but it definitely didn't fit. <laughs> so I might have to cut the bottom out. It's hard to beat. Yeah. The but, whole uh, concept with like the battery inside it. It's not like the cleanliness of the bike. It's oh, so I know. Dude. And I'm, I'm, I'm so sold on that. And like the overall theme of this bike, like the overall kind of concept is like, um, it, it's going to look fast. It's going to be super skinny. Um, it's going to obviously be long. <laughs> um, it's the front end's also super narrow. Um, you know, s- small handlebars. It's just going to look fast, right? And it's the uh, the idea in my head is like kind of like those, uh, you know, those forties like salt salt flat uh, hot rod racing racers, like the coupes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so- something sort of like that kind of vibe. Um, I- I'm going to do. Um, the moon discs, the hubcap moon discs. Uh, oh, dude, those are so sick. 
I'm going to put those on the rear. Uh, obviously, spoke in the front, only spoke ever. But, uh, yeah, running a 21 up front, which a lot of people don't, but I like it. So, <clears throat> Yeah, I think uh, with, the, with the long front, a lot of people love the 21, but once you get into the long front ends, yeah. it, it's anybody's best guess what, what someone's going to throw on there. I've seen it all. And I feel yep, like it's not, sure. it's not as uh, cut and dry as like, if you have a regular front end, you pretty much always see it 21 with a spool on it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. And like, I've seen 19s, 18s. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a 16. I've seen, you know, I've seen all, all sorts of uh, size front ends or I mean, front tires, but yeah, I mean, the, I want to keep it as a 21 because it's going to kind of have that like dragster, like bicycle tire kind of look, but exaggerated in the front. You know what I mean? For sure. Uh, so like, it'll kind of with the, with how the front end is and the, the profile of the front end and the narrowness of it, it's, it'll kind of look like it's floating to me anyway, out there. So I like that look, but at least that's the idea. So we'll see. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. You gotta see how that's yeah. shaped out for that moon disc in the back that goes you have to have a spoked wheel and that goes over the spokes, right? No, actually it's, uh, they make them for, let's not make them for mags. They're actually designed specifically for sportster mags. Really? Um, but yeah. Both, so basically, huh? yeah, they just, they basically the cutout in the center is just slightly bigger than the hub. So you have all of your, yeah, all your stuff, but but you, you have to have a mag, right? Like the reason I was yeah. because I was thinking like with my solid wheel, could they go over something like that? But I don't, you need something I, to bolt through, right? You would, yeah, you would have to be able to bolt, bolt through. At least I, I mean, I haven't played with them yet, but from everything I've looked at, yeah. You but, um, already? No, I haven't gotten them yet, but um, I've obviously been doing re- some research on it. But yeah, yeah I've, seen, I've never, I don't think that they, they'll go. Yeah, I couldn't see it working for a solid wheel for sure. But I know specifically on the site, it says uh, they're designed for sports mags. Dude, they, but, that is just such a fucking sexy looking. No, oh, yeah, I can't wait. That's going to, I mean, that's that feature. I think that's never going to change. That's, that was an idea from the, early early days of this you know hashing out this build in my head um that in the front end i think were the two things that were like that the front end and the the shovel aspect of it were uh all the necessities so to speak right but, for sure so it's i mean i just picked up a tank for it it's a it's a i got a lowbrow tank it's a narrow and stretched frisco sporty tank but it's got the gas cap on the top, very top in the center. Um, it looks cool, stretched out, so it will look fast. Um, I'm gonna build. Uh, I'm gonna basically fabricate my own bars. Uh, I'm gonna fabricate a lot more stuff on this build myself uh, than I did on the loudmouth build, for sure. Just to kind of challenge myself more and progress in that. But yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. So yeah, and you obviously you've done quite a bit of fab already, getting the the bike to where it is. You have a, um, you hardtailed the frame too. Hardtailed the frame. Uh, yep. Before, uh, yep. Before I raked it, uh, hardtailed the frame. That was actually, we were going back and forth when I hardtailed the frame because you were doing it at the same exact time. Um, right. That, that yeah. Fun. Yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, I didn't have as many issues as you had. I didn't have any issues with the transplate lining up. Uh, that was just fine. We, Road 6 Customs, I think it was, right? Yeah, Road used. 6 made the tail. And we were talking um, – we yeah. talked at length in the beginning. I, we talked on the show about it because I've been getting a lot of people asking about the Road 6 tails. And I was yeah. talking before we started recording how I'm kind of steering Evo people away from that. But for shovel, <laughs> it does seem like – not that you can't do it. Obviously, I did it on mine, but like it takes right. a lot of finessing. You, it's not like a plug and play option for Evo. Right. Seems like uh, a lot of the after effects kind of things for the for what you were dealing with was, you know, the problem of it. I mean, yeah, the, the one top, little thing after another, you know. Yeah, those top tubes were a pain in the ass, though, for sure. And I, I know you went through that. Oh, even on yours, they were. Oh yeah, they were. <laughs> oh okay, yeah. So that's what I'm trying to drill down to because if I'm yeah. gonna, if I, when we throw it out on the show, I assume at least a couple people are going to end up buying one. And I, I want to know everything about everybody's install so that I'm not recommending right. something that doesn't end up working for people. I mean, look, like I, I, I love the front end. It's a great front or I mean, rear end. I, it's a great hardtail. I, um, I got no complaints about it because I don't mind like pain in the ass kind of things sometimes, but that fit up was kind of a nightmare. I mean, you had to, I had to stretch, stretch those, uh, those top tubes apart from one another so many different ways to, before I could get it to fit with the slug. But yeah, I had to do the same thing. I also had to stretch yeah. one side up. Um, cause the, yeah. angel, I think is like a slightly different angle than the shovel. Um, but I remember the sanity check. Of talking stretch to one side up. Yeah. The left side, for some reason, when the right side met up the left side, was a, was like by a bit like, like a quarter inch low yeah and like, i had a tough time i had to like put a c clamp on it and tighten the tighten the yeah. down to pop the slug up into place and once the slugs in obviously it's fine and then you're going to you're going to weld it which is going to heat it and then it's going to relax in its new home yeah right uh, i'm not like super worried about that but it's definitely yeah i mean it, it's something to consider. i like for sure for sure. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> it definitely didn't fit up as, as well as the hardtail I used on the loudmouth build for sure. Um, but again, it was, you know, a little more challenging, which is fun, but yeah, other than, other than that kind of pain in the ass part, I, I, I love it. Um, it, but that one bracket that cuts across, remember that on the top? Yeah. You cut that out, right? You cut that right out. Yeah. What is that for? I mean, is it supposed to be there? I don't know. I, I believe that on the website, it says something about like, you could leave the bracket for like a more factory look. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not how it looks from the factory. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was really confused about that part. I was like, what the, what is this? Like, should I be cutting this off? I mean, am I missing something here? I don't uh, think that I could have gotten it installed if I didn't I, cut that out. I definitely could not have. And that's why I was like, are they fucking with me or what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a but, joke to see who's, who's a fabricator. Yeah. Not <laughs> it's just how many people the bracket send off. Yeah. See how many people send the brackets back to them. Well, here's the other thing too, is I had to take, I want to say an inch and a half of tube off the top of the yeah. hardtail just to get it to line up. Did you have to do that on the shovel? Uh, not that much, not definitely not that much, but I did have to trim it off a, a little bit. I can't remember exactly how much, but not nearly as much as you did for sure. Oh, I know why that I just, it just popped back into my head. I remember now because the shovel doesn't have the whole, 
enclosed triangle. So you could cut the you could yeah. cut the OEM frame back instead of cutting the hardtail back on the shovel. Which oh yeah yeah that's that's what I meant. That's what I did. I cut cut the OEM tubes back. Oh yeah, that's right because you're the solid yeah. It's a solid plate. Yeah. So on mine, you just have to keep cutting the hardtail and then fitting it up and cutting it and fitting it up until you get the right amount because there's no instructions. You're right. <laughs> Which I will say, not as a fabricator, doesn't bother me. But like if, if right. you sold, if you get like the average person bought this, I think it would be, it'd be right. like, wait a minute. Did they forget to put something in here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like buying a lowbrow one where you can just go to their site and watch the video. Right. And they'll show you. You know what I mean? It's it's all and you, they even come with instructions, very simplified instructions too. Um it's not like that, but it's I mean it's a great product still, you know. Right. It still works. We both still got them on and it's great also price. less you know, expensive great, than, than less expensive. One thing I will say, um for uh, as a plus for the hardtail is the axle spacing is wide. It's not great. it's it, like it's very normal looking width uh mm-hmm. i've had issues people writing in with issues about other hardtails being so narrow that mm-hmm. they can't they can't actually get it to to line up with their sprocket because it's in order to line up with the sprocket it's like right up against the edge of the hardtail uh yeah and people having fitment issues with the road six i had no issues with that i put a flat well yeah. i bought the wrong sprocket i bought a dish sprocket like a moron but then after i got <laughs> other sprocket i got a flat one and uh-huh. it lined up fucking beautifully with the trans so the width that they actually use on the axle plates is perfect yeah i definitely agree i i noticed the same thing um because once i got the rear wheel back up on it and everything it, everything lined up spacers everything was was great um but i do remember when i was doing a loudmouth build uh, i ran into that same same problem with the with the, the spacing just being narrow so i had to I mean, kind of a MacGyver, the setup and orientation of things and like what bolts I use, you know, it, it was, you know, a little funny, but hey, figured it out. Right. But if, if anybody else tried to take that wheel off, <laughs> you know, right. Be so it'd be like doing an XS650. Fuck it. <laughs> axles are notoriously impossible to get off the way those TC bros tails fit, dude. You never oh, yeah. get the rear wheel off again. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not meant to come off. It's built. <laughs> okay, it's built. Leave it on there. Just that tire right. can last one more season. Let it yeah. go. Uh, the other <laughs> thing too that I have to, I have to, crazy. I have to even mention this, but there's a lot of hardtails that don't come with axle adjusters. Right. Yeah. And this one sure. does, and mm-hmm. that's a big fucking uh, save. Save people a big fucking step. Uh, I've done a couple hardtails for people, and then I gave it, gave them the hardtails back, and they're like you know, like installed on the frame and they're like, well, how do I put the act? Where's like, where's the axle adjusters? And I'm like, holy shit, there aren't any. Yeah. Why aren't there any? <laughs> Isn't that strange? Yeah. That is wild. I don't know how that's, I mean, I don't know how that can be not taken into account, I guess. I don't yeah, know. I'm like, well, what, what is the person to do? If you don't put axle yeah. adjusters on the hardtail, how did they get the that's adjusters yeah. on there. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know. Sorry, that's, a, that's a pro for the road six. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean I overall I'm I'm happy with it. So but definitely. So you got the hardtail on there, lined up with the trans. You run in you have a cow pie trans on this, right? 
Got yep, got a cow pie trans with a busted kicker cover. Oh, let's talk about the busted kicker cover. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, Fat Man, for getting me through that one. Um, yeah, so I was taking everything apart when I was breaking the bike down it was a while ago, and uh, I bought the wrong clutch hub puller. I bought one that did not have the cutout in the center for the clutch rod, and I'm um, you know tightening away, tightening, waiting for it to pop, you know, waiting for it to come out and all of a sudden I hear this pop and I didn't even notice it. I just take the clutch out, finish breaking everything down, the primaries off, the inner outer, whatever. Right. I didn't notice it until uh, I got up to go inside and I looked down on the, on the lift and it's just covered in trans fluid covered. <laughs> it's just everywhere. Right, so I look at the cover and sure enough, clutch rod straight through it, straight through it. But So this is the part that I don't understand about this is, what was that puller designed for? Because they all have a clutch rod, don't they? I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it's my bad. Definitely, I definitely ordered the wrong thing for sure. But I'm not sure what it because it, it, it. I wouldn't have ordered something that said it was for like a lawnmower. You know what I mean? So I, I'm wrong. Yeah, sure. I we were talking off air, and you mentioned about that happening the whole time. I'm thinking to myself, like, I wonder what that was supposed to be used on. If yeah, not, I don't because we assume it's an Harley clutch hub puller. Um, right. Point. I mean, it, granted, it was like, a, you know, an Amazon buy or whatever, but it's the same concept. Just I didn't notice that there was no center, cut, you know, no hole punched out in the center. for the clutch. Were you off. working at the brewery at the time the order was? No, 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 no brewery. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was funny. Um, you know, little hiccups along the way, though. That's chopper building, right? It is. Dude, it actually reminds me. Remember, I had the forever plaguing problem of why does my clutch not pull when I yeah. have a set up and just <laughs> to find out the the fucking kicker kit doesn't come with a throw out rod but you have to <laughs> yeah. buy a throw out rod. you just have to know that like fucking yeah. your own accord and go buy one and who fucking knew and so I ripped that's actually how I ended up cha- taking the cable setup off is because I thought oh. it was fucked up correctly, and I was like, why won't this pull? And then I ripped the fucking <laughs> off the end of the fucking thing. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, well, it's a great time to go to a fucking cow pie trans. Let me just yeah. uh, see if anybody yeah. wants to make the swap. No, that's awesome that you swapped that over. I mean, that's that's really cool. How's that? Everything's working good with that? Running good? Dude, actually, I don't know if I even mentioned this on the air yet, but you know, you have a cow pie, so you understand it's like a, it's like a two-part mechanism, the shifter. There's like the yep. actual shift shaft, and then there's a linkage that goes yep. to like a second piece that takes the, keeps the weight off of the shift shaft. Yep. What I didn't realize is that when you have those two pieces working like that, I built the jockey shifter, I go to take it for a ride, it shifts backwards. So oh, okay. the way that every other bike shifts, like you, you would with a jockey shifter, you would push it forward to go right first, but because it's a, this two part linkage backwards is now first. And then all the other gears are forward. So that was like, kind of threw me for a major fucking loop because I've been shifting yeah. the other way for years now. I mean, like you and everybody else, I mean, that's, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. I mean, just I mean, just uh, a, 
a fucking re- re- just wanted to throw that out there. I can't yeah. even mention that on the air, but if anybody, cause I was like, Oh, I got this jockey shifter. Feel free to copy this idea. I posted some close up pictures so people could make one. And <laughs> now as long as you don't mind that. backwards. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you don't care. I mean, I guess if it's your first time jockey shifting, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm thinking about doing a jockey shift on the uh, shovel build too, but I don't, I don't know. I'm still up in the air about it. So, cause I, I, I don't know. It's we'll a see. lot. You got a lot to manage already. That's and that that's the thought behind it. It's like, okay, uh, how gnarly do we want to make this? How can I make but, it more dangerous? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I'll, I'm all for that, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, we'll see how it, everything comes together. I'm definitely going to go close primary on it. Um, it just because it's, I want it to be. I like it quieter, a little quieter, and I think it'll look a little more sleek and racy. I think so. For sure. Could, but the starter yeah. starter's going. There's no starter on it. It's gonna be kick only. Um, oh shit! There you go. Kick only. It's gonna be. I've got some fucking some some pretty cool ideas for exhaust. So look out for that. We'll be posting updates soon. But there you go. So you're going kick only, and I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna do some some cool stuff with flex exhaust, like Clay was actually talking about too. Yeah. <clears throat> I got the idea from Quality Handmade uh, a while ago. He did some exhaust for, I can't remember what it was. It was a big twin Evo, I think. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he did something really cool that uh, kind of lit a sparkle in my eye. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, I didn't realize you could run just flex pipe. You know what? I didn't realize that you couldn't <laughs> or that you wouldn't. I don't know. Uh, until you guys were talking about it, but uh, yeah, so I don't even know. Here's the thing: is like I, I, I almost don't even know whether to say that you wouldn't, right? Because like, right. like that, like it almost implies that like that you shouldn't, and I don't. Yeah, even right. think That's true. I like yeah. maybe you just totally could and should. Right, because well, because when you guys were talking about it last week, I was like, "Fuck, wait, sh- am I supposed to have pipes in there?" Because <laughs> I was yeah. never planning. On, I was never planning on putting pipes in there. You know, I just don't know what the difference would be, you know, I, 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 other than it would shake around and it would make noise. Probably. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. But it's but, just uh, there, you know, like I, I, after he said that, dude, the whole, I spent the rest of that night, like, why couldn't you? Why couldn't I? Same. Same. I was like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I'm glad somebody talked about it because it was clarified. <laughs> yeah. If anybody who's listening to this can weigh in and tell me definitively why you couldn't do that, message me on my Ferro Fabrication page. So yeah, message, message me too, because uh, I should know that pretty soon before I start fabricating stuff. Yeah, if anybody hits me up, I'll make sure <laughs> I forward it to you too. So right on, right on. Uh, because I'm, I'm genuinely curious. I'm pretty sure cars yeah. use uh, for right. their pipe. Right. And that's, I mean, that's, that's was, you know, that was what my assumption was the whole time as well. I mean, so I never even considered in my brain of, you know, actually just being a cover. So. Right. Think about like, if there was something behind your exhaust that like was a pain in the ass to get to how nice your life would be to just push that out of the way. Oh my God. Like a, like a vacuum hole. hose. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking, you know, if it was like sections, you know, like if the whole, right. it didn't have to be the whole thing, but like a couple yeah. bends were just yeah. bendy. Pop it off with the hose clamp, you know? <laughs> That'd be fucking great, dude. 
it's like a fucking it's like a it's like a vent tube for a dryer you know <laughs> yeah dude it's, that's exactly right because right now i have the worst of all situations where i have it actually hard welded to the frame so the exhaust is actually not currently removed oh shit that's right i forgot i forgot you said that oh yeah. damn that sucks <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's easy. It's very easy to cut it off, uh, but you would have to cut it off. It's like, it's not, can't just take yeah. it. Yeah, right. Because uh, similar to well, you, at some point in the future, I'm going to make a set of stainless pipes, but mm-hmm. it's riding season right now, so it's hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's it's hacking season, right? You just got to make yeah. it, you got to get it down the road. At that's it. Point. The, weather, the weather's beautiful. It's staying beautiful. It's time to get out there, you know? Yeah, this is not the time to be making stainless exhaust. (laughs) Which, I mean, I I can appreciate getting out there on on two wheels uh, more now because I'm always on the road and traveling and stuff like that. I don't have a chance to bring my bike with me, to bring the wild mountain bike with me. But, yeah, you got to get out there. That's it, man. Wow. And so what's the current project that that the bike is is undergoing are you working on are you on to pipes at this point so so right now i'm um i've got some more framework to do i was about to pull the motor before i got sent back out to utica pull the motor and trans out uh again so i could finish up um cutting some tabs off welding some tabs on the frame and then molding the the frame's going to be completely molded um fender's going to have some cool molding to it uh yeah there's gonna be some cool touches to it but uh i just gotta finish up the framework um get everything smooth everything bondoed and you know sanded down nice nice and then uh I, I, then i'll just start assembling and thinking about paint and you know getting that kicker cover fixed but, <laughs> but are you just gonna get a new kicker cover yeah I'm, I'm just gonna get a new one i i honestly i haven't uh swapped i have a new one sitting on my bench in my shop i have not swapped it because of the sole fact that i don't want to look at what i did <laughs> i don't want to uh, remember <laughs> it's so quick you'd only have to look for like a very yeah. short amount of time I, yeah i just kind of avoid it it's one of those things you know it's a bad habit of mine sometimes <laughs> Listen, I can understand. I know that, uh, but but you would think the the most difficult part would be buying the new one, and then after that, you'd be like, "Well, this is already purchased, so yeah. just put it on." You should yeah. feel good about this part. <laughs> I should. <laughs> My brain's twisted, man. I don't know how it works, but is it the um, same type of cover, or did you get like a a different kind? It, it's it's the same one. It's just chrome. the the uh, The one that was on at the factory one was black. Um, and the, the motor's black, which um, I'm going to repaint it, clean it all up. And probably I will sand down the fins, the tips, the ends of the fins there. So you'll have that contrast between yep. black and the fins. But I like that look. It'll go well with the overall theme of the bike. So I'll be doing that. Um, like I said, I'm thinking about a jockey shift, but we'll have to see how the bars turn out probably. Sure. Um, you know, I was, you know, I, I wanted to do foot clutch, but I also want the thing to fucking rip and I want it to be comfortable enough to rip with that long front end. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, it could be tough. I mean, I don't know yet. I haven't here's, what I, here's what I will say about the foot clutch is that on with this new setup, because this is now <laughs> like my first time doing it with the, with the exposed clutch arm, it is unbelievably smooth. Is it? Yeah, dude. It's just like, cause I had one on the Roadstar that I always thought was like 
the best foot clutch setup. Uh, that one had a very short, probably three inch arm attached to yeah. the actual, like throw out bearing. Okay. One that's on ours now, because you think about it, people extend that arm to the other side of the bike. It's like 12 yeah. inches long. So the leverage you have with your foot is like, it's so smooth. You can, I have a floorboard on mine. You can mm-hmm. pinch the, the, the clutch pedal and the floorboard with two fingers. Awesome. Know, like one under one over and you can squeeze it with just one finger on top. Um, you can't even do that with, with a, with, <laughs> with a, a regular clutch. No, with a regular clutch, clutch. clutch. Exactly. Yeah. Because you, you just have such a long arm and so much throw that it is right. it's just outrageously smooth. So that's awesome. That part is definitely a, a plus in favor of the foot clutch. If, yeah. you, if you do decide to go with it, um, it's very smooth. We'll definitely. see. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I, well, yeah, we'll just have to see, I guess. I think it, it's all, I mean, not, it has nothing to do with the safety aspect, honestly. It's, it's more so the, how the bars turn out and what's going to look good on them. Right. So, um, obviously, less is always good in, you know, the world of choppers, in my opinion. Sure. Um, negative space, right? But um, and especially if you're sitting behind those bars, you know, I want focus to be on that front end. So I might uh, frame mount some the headlight or do an additional headlight frame mounted down low, um, and then another smaller one up on the triple trees. But yeah, there's some, there's some fun things I got in store. So you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how how it shapes up, man. There's so many. Hopefully- I mean, I posted some pictures as soon as I got the, the front end actually on. So it was a, to rolling, you know, at a, at a roller point. Right. And yep. I posted some pictures and the response was great. I mean, people were loving it. So that's, that's good. It's good motivation to fucking really get at it. So. You know what I love about that front end too? Cause I was just watching a video on this earlier today about like a front fork alignment. Is it, mm-hmm. it's not relevant with this Mm-mm. front end it's like no no nope. maintenance no like nope. anything to check like it's the best for all the reasons yep. that we love taking all the other shit off that this is yeah. like brought it bringing it to the front end you know so you're oh, like oh, uh, no it's perfect steel, I mean, no oil that's why it's so such a beautiful front end i mean it's just so simplistic that the minimalist aspect of it it's it's perfect in, in my opinion i mean that's it's no you know, no, no fuss, no muss. Right. So, yeah. Uh, and it, it just flows. It's so, I love it. I, Angelo couldn't have done a better job. Um, and then his, the, his machinist Ben there. Thank you, Ben. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I'm stoked on it. The, the whole bike essentially is built around that front. end, Honestly. So uh, yeah, I can't wait to make it fucking roll it on the road and loud, you know, rip. So, That's it, man. So two things. Get now it out there. Get pull the pictures up because yeah, um, I'm trying to I'm yeah. trying to have it done by October uh, for Biketober Fest, but we'll see. There you go. We'll see. So let me ask you this: I'm looking at the picture, and it in the picture it looks like you have it actually looks like you have the same type of stock ignition that came in my Evo, which is like an electronic ignition. Are you planning on running electronic ignition? No, that's going to go points. That's definitely going to go points. My so man. Especially, I'm going, yeah, I'm going kick only on it. It's going to be points. I'm not going to worry about it ever again. So I had, a, I had a hell of a time when I first got the bike. Um, it, the timing was off. 
I had a hell of a time trying to, to figure that out because I wanted it to be r- running great before I ripped it down, right? Um, yeah. Before I broke everything down. So I know when I put that motor back in later on, I put everything back in, it's, it should, in theory, be running the same, right? Right. Um, and I kind of dragged my feet on that and was tinkering too long with figuring out timing and some electrical gremlins and whatever. But uh, finally I was just like, fuck it. And I just started ripping everything off. But so we'll see what, we'll see where we ended up. <laughs> I did have it running. It was running. Okay. Not, not the best, but uh, you know, it just needed some tweaking. So we'll see where we, where we're at when we throw it back in and throw some fluid in it and get her started. But well, I will say this, dude, the static timing of the points is mm-hmm. all you have to do. I know there's people yeah. cringing as I say this, but like, let me tell you, it's all you have to do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, the process is, you know, you look at it, it's, you, it, the output's the same, you know what I mean? So how much of a headache do you want? Right. <clears throat> you know, the one but, thing I did find that I felt like was not explicitly addressed in the video I watched about the static timing was like they, I watched a video. He sets it off one of the lobes, you know, uh, mm-hmm. eighteen thousands. Um, the second time around, after I figured out I was timing it on the wrong timing mark, I went and I tried the other lobe just to see, like, will this other one be at eighteen thousands? And it wasn't. The smaller one, the smaller lobe was a little bit different, and I had. Okay. I what I ended up doing was I split the difference between the two. I ended up with both of them at, being at nineteen. And but I couldn't get them both at 18 for some reason. I don't know why. And what else would a fabricator do but split the difference, right? Dude, yeah. I'm like, well, fucking line them straight <laughs> in the middle then. <laughs> we'll, fucking, yeah. we'll put it right there. And then dude, it between that and then just having that like little multimeter light that turns on when when you like yeah. use the cam lobe. Yep, yep. One kick fired right up, fucking oh, worked shit. beautiful. None of this, like I didn't have to bother with the what do you call that fucking the timing light at all? Yeah. The time. Yeah. The, uh, yes, I'll have to, I'll have to give you a call when I get, when I get there. Definitely. I got the book. I have Loctite's book over here, um, to make sure that I give you the right timing mark for the shovel. Perfect. Cool. So you end up like I did. Uh, what do you want for a carb on there? Um, I'm going to run on the, the super E. Yeah. Super E came on it. Um, I'm going to keep it. I've actually never run a super E before. So I'm, I'm, interested and excited to kind of dive into that i've always been a big mccooney fan yeah um the, the hsr 42 is usually what i'm throwing on stuff but uh yeah i'm stoked to, to get into the super e and see see what's what i think you'll like it man it definitely yeah. on, the, on the bigger motors i think it works phenomenal yeah yeah and i i mean that seems to be the consensus especially for shovels too you know it seems like shovels love the super e but yeah Absolutely. Easy to work on, easy to get jets for. Yeah, Tons of we'll probably throw, we'll, yeah of course. We'll, we'll probably throw a velocity stack on it again because, I mean, why not? Fuck it. I don't need filters um, or anything, really. <laughs> Maybe I'll just leave it wide open. Who knows? We'll see. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm going to do – I plan on doing a lot of uh, – like I said, a lot of the fabrication myself. I'm going to do my own seat pan. Um, I'm going to do fiberglass, I think. And we're going to, we're going to do, I, I'm planning on doing something similar to like a crazy Frank, uh, Frank rear fender, but it's in a very different way, if that makes sense. Like, it makes sense in my head, but um, yeah. you guys just wait to see, I guess. But 
um, yeah, super skinny, tall, tall, but not too tall of a sissy bar. Um, I don't, the, the overall flow of the, the seat, the backrest, it, it's not going to be a king queen seat, but it's going to have a tall backrest. So, right. yeah, so we'll see. I mean, it's like I said, it's it's one thing in my head, and it's another thing to you know to actually be looking at it. So we'll see what works. But yeah, it's one of those things, man. That's that's the ever evolving part of it. Yeah, I mean, that's why we love chop, right? So it's you know, you build a piece of rolling art, and you know, hopefully, you like it. I mean, honestly, I never really like anything that I that I build or make or whatever. It's it just never seems done to me. Yeah. Um, which I think that's a blessing and a curse really. But, uh, you know, if, if other people dig it, then, then that's cool with me. That's, that's good enough for me. Yeah. hundred percent. dude. You know what I was thinking about that the other day too, is just that like what we were talking about before about kind of diving in and doing things by eye and kind of going mm-hmm. with the flow of things, the nature of going with the flow makes it hard to know when it's over. Oh yeah, for sure. 100%. I think that's part of it. Whereas if, if you planned out the whole build and I don't do that either plan out the whole build, but if I did, I always feel like, well, then I would know because the list is done and I never, right. it. so it's like, is it done? And, yeah. And I'm, I'm neurotic as hell too. So I, I've tried to go down that list route and it just made me frustrated. Right. Yeah. And you know, but like you said, it's, you know, when you're kind of eyeballing it and just going with the flow on things, and seeing how things come together. I think the bikes end up with more personality that way. Honestly, yeah. at least to me, you know, personally to me, uh, a little more attachment to it, you know, to the project, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, and then that, that moment when that moment hits and you realize, you know, cause you're, you're, you're kind of hyper-focused on, on this aspect, that aspect, this aspect, you know, that aspect, right. We got to accomplish this and we have to fix this problem. And then once that, that light bulb goes off and it dawns on you. Oh shit, we're done. You know, the, the bike is going to roll. It's going to move on its own, you know? Right. Uh, there's, no, there's nothing better than that. You know, that moment, you know? So yeah, dude, that, that I was fortunate enough to have already gotten to take this thing down the road and come back with a huge fucking oh, yeah. grin on my face. And it's definitely, yeah, hell yeah. it's, oh, it's a God. great feeling, but it's one of those things too, where like they're the moment that it goes down the road, is a huge relief and a huge accomplishment, but it, it right. can totally go down the road before it's done. <laughs> you know what I oh, mean? Yeah, done, yeah, yeah. done. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, my, my, I guess my, uh, you know, my, my ending moment, my, my fucking end credit for it. I, that moment for me is like when I get the fluids in the motor, everything's back in and it fires up and it runs and it's good. You know, uh, it doesn't have to be done, done. Usually it's not done, done, but that, at that moment, it's like, Oh fuck, I put this thing back together and it, it, it exists. It, it works, <laughs> you know? Right. So. When the first time it carries you, I think is like <laughs> a moment to be celebrated and then, right. and also sketched out too. Cause you're like, fuck, uh, <laughs> did I, when I did that, is it fucking safe? You know, but yeah. Oh, I was definitely sweating <laughs> that same thing too of like, is it going to track straight? Is it going to yeah. have issues yeah. with any of the parts and you limp it in the beginning and then you get a little faster, <laughs> a little faster. Now I've been on the highway and I'm like, okay, this is, I trust it, but I don't trust it like all the way yet. I just yeah. Right. Right. 
because I mean, because you've had issues along the way, right? Like, so the loudmouth bike, uh, when I first, first got it, San Angelo place in Buffalo. And uh, on the way there, I was probably three quarters of the way there. And my, my rear brake was locking up and I was like, fuck, what the fuck, you know, what's the, what the hell's going on? And I had, I mean, I'm not going to stop going. I would just kind of mess with it a little bit and kind of jimmy it with a, with a screwdriver to the, the caliber um, and get it to work for a little while. And then it would still kind of engage, it would stay engaged. Um, but I can't remember what it was. I think it was, oh, it was because it was partly because my, my chain, the original uh, initial chain stretch um, was kind of screwing up the adjustment, right? On the, my axle adjustment. Oh, uh, just to, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Just threw it off just enough, right? For that, for that, a little bit of contact. It was, it was that. And it was also um, issue with I, the brake line probably wasn't bre- bled you know, as well as it should have been or something like that. So it was like, um, you know, locking up on me. But ever since then, I'm, it's in the back of my mind. Shit. Every time I, you know, pull out of the driveway or pull out of anywhere, I, I just do that little double tap on the brakes to make sure, okay, we got them. They're, they're good. So, right. That's true. Did you, did you figure out your brake light issue? I re- so I really think that it's something in the board to be 100 oh, really? honest with you because I've yeah. wired it every which way. Um, mm-hmm. it is led, not, um, what, what do you, what do you call the other one? What do you call the non led one? Bold. Yeah. Regular. <laughs> regular. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, right. uh, usually. So I've, what I've heard from people is that like, when it comes to led stuff, sometimes there can be an issue with the board yeah. that can cause it to not trigger properly. Cause I will say when I had the stock tail light on there, uh-huh. I had the same brake light switch. The brake light switch I have on here now is the stock one. And it actually yeah. unbelievably matched up perfectly to, to just fit in mount to no the shit. cover um, with no like very little modification. I had to like grind the bracket a little bit so it would clear, but it's the same brake switch that worked with the stock brake light. So okay. I'm really thinking it's something in the board and I just need to either get another board or... Maybe something. No, you you said it was always stuck on, right? Uh, I can stick it wherever I want to. Like I can have it go either stuck on or stuck as just running light, but I can't get it to do both. Oh, really? Okay. So I just yeah. leave it to stuck on, so my brake light is super bright and it looks like I'm yeah, always riding sure. a brake. <laughs> and then I, I ran into that out. same problem. Actually, I ran into that same problem uh, with the brake situation I was just talking about. And, uh, but I use one of those, I, I think I sent it to you, the brake, sw- brake light switch from Lowbrow. It was fucking awesome. I love that thing. It's so simple. So yeah, you screw sure. it right into the master cylinder. That one is, yeah, those ones are fantastic. The one. Oh, they're, they're cheap too. I mean, you know, yeah, why not? Seven bucks or something like that. Yeah. It's nothing. Less Definitely. than 20 that's for sure. So. The one that came on this, the, the stock one that I have is the same same style where it's like uh it it screws into the hard line of the brake right right it's like an npt fitting so it doesn't yeah. actually like it's not like a mechanical pull mm-hmm. and, and now that i have this now that i've seen this kind i'm with you i'm like if it, yeah. mine came with a mechanical pull one i'd be replacing that shit in a heartbeat with oh, a for sure 
Yeah, I mean, like I, and I've never been a fan of the of like the hard line brake lines either. I mean, it's just it's too carish to me. I think. Yeah, um, it definitely they definitely do have like an automotive feel. Yeah. Um, and the dude that made my brake line forgot that it was supposed to be a stainless brake line. And it looks like I stole this part of this brake line off a fucking Kubota tractor. So <laughs> at some point he literally gave me a card with an, uh, that says like, I owe you bring this card back in and I'll, I'll replace that with a stainless line. And <laughs> as you know, it's hacking season right now. So that's not going yeah. to be replaced until yeah. far into the future. It's primed and ready to go. So you're good. Exactly. Uh, what I will say, though, is the fucking, as far as the bleeding of the brakes, dude, those Russell Speed Bleeders, I cannot recommend yeah. them enough. Yep. Those oh are nice, God. for sure. You just pour the fluid in and you just keep stepping on the brake pedal until the job is done. Yep. 100%. I agree just with now, you. Best $7 I ever spent. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, simplifies everything. Yeah, just just one less thing to worry about. But um, there was another thing, too, that I meant to ask you about. Um, there were two things. One of them, trans fluid. You said once you put that cover on, you got to throw a new trans fluid in. I threw straight 50 weight in mine. What are you running in there? Because we got the same trans. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I haven't, honestly, haven't even thought about it yet. So, I mean, if you're saying 50 weight, I'll probably throw 50 weight in it. I'll Honestly. tell you right now, a lot of people run straight 60 weight. I don't know if it matters. I already bought the 50 weight at the time. And yeah. I was like, similar to you when you were texting Bob thinking like, Hey, what should I run? I text, I think I texted Loctite and he didn't respond immediately. So I just bought it. Yeah. I was like, just, eh. I just, yeah. <laughs> That's why my shop is full of like weird off uh, numbered things or whatever, you know, but yeah. Uh, I haven't honestly even thought about it. Uh, I've, I've heard 60 weight for sure. I've, I've definitely heard that thrown out there, but I don't know. We'll yeah, I hear people, I've heard of people running straight 60 weight in the motor and the trans. I don't have a shovel yeah. with shovels, not Evos, but yep. Yep. that'd be so fucking convenient if all you had to do was just buy one fucking oh my God. big one. <laughs> for sure. <clears throat> Whatever's easiest is better. Yes. So. Dude, 100%. Yeah, yeah, because once I put that fluid in there, I don't want to ever see it again, you know? <laughs> I don't want to see it until it's time to drain all of it out. Yeah. And on the and on the transmission, that shouldn't be for a while, you know? Yeah, hopefully. I mean, that's, that's yeah, like hopefully. what we're all looking for, right? Right. I, I mean, that's the, that's the dream. So how much we live it is another question, but... Now, I got one other question on that transmission because I just Dude. did my transmission fluid. And the drain mm -hmm. plug on the cow pie is on the back, not on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Yep. When I put that drain plug back in, mm -hmm. that is a very strange feel to that drain plug. And I don't, I don't feel like it ever got tight. It's, it, I know what you're talking about. It is kind of a weird, weird feeling in a sense, but yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I can, I can see that. <laughs> like, I just like I was I didn't want to cross thread it or like strip it out right. or yeah. break the case but like yeah. I remember twisting it way more times than I thought like I was right up against the case I'm like any minute now this is about to bottom out and get hard to turn and it just never did and it doesn't leak and I haven't touched it since then but I was very nerve-wracking <laughs> putting that back I, in oh my god I did I had this I ran into the same problem one time with a uh, top rocker box cover bolt and uh 
yeah, I just, it wouldn't, it didn't feel like it was tightening. It didn't feel like it was tightening. And then, yeah, it was too far. But Did you snapped. leave it alone? No, oh, I, it, it snapped. Snapped, it snapped on me because I wasn't paying attention and just kept hammering at it. But user error, for sure. Yeah, dude, I was so nervous with the, with the trance. You'll have to let me know when you do yours. Yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah, I got to get in there. I got to do some some work on it and make sure everything's good. Um, you know, I got to clean it up. I'm going to paint it. It's going to be all, all nice, nice. So I'll, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll talk about it once I rip into the thing more, but Definitely. I think, yeah, I think, um, I might take a few days off from the build when I get home. I got a four day week, weekend coming up. So we're doing four twelves right now, but, um, take a, f- a few days off, ride the, butt, ride the loud mouth bike around for a little bit and enjoy the weather. So fuck yeah, man. That's what it's all about. You got to take a little bit of time for you. You got to enjoy your life in the meantime. Yeah. I mean, I'm stoked. I got the loudmouth bike's back. So, I mean, I sold it originally to fund the shuttle build. And uh, the guy who bought it, Scott James, um, you know, we became friends. We became buddies. Uh, always kept in contact. And he uh, has all these projects he wants to get into. And he brings them to me. And, you know, we've got a lot of ideas circulating. So, we're, we got some cool stuff coming up. Cool stuff uh cool builds in the works so <clears throat> it's gonna be a lot of fun but i was really happy to get the loudmouth bike back i actually drove i uh didn't have a trailer accessible at the time so i drove my honda element 2006 honda element two hours away to his place to go pick it up and stuff the fucking bike into the honda element with no seats so holy shit dude i can't believe yeah I, was, it. I can't either i mean all, i had to take the bars off uh other than that, I fucking got it up there and got it in there. It was it was pretty funny. There's, if anybody wants to see it, there's a uh, a little video clip on my page somewhere. But <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty funny. I was I was I. There was a chuckle the whole ride home because I just looked next to me and there's a big twenty one inch front wheel. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But I and since then I I realized the uh, you know the storage capacity of that vehicle, so I've never put the seats back in. You know. I'm trying to kill, I'm trying to kill this thing. And it's like, it's like that beater that just won't die, you know? Um, yeah. But it's probably good though, because the cost of, of vehicles right now is through the roof. But, but. Yeah. You got to hang on to them when you got them right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as she's running, we'll, uh, we'll beat the hell out of her a little bit more, but yeah. So I got the loud month bike back. Um, we worked out some, uh, a deal. We're going to do a, a uh, an iron head tribute bike for his father who passed away. Uh, his dad built a, uh, a, a awesome, uh, iron head chop back in the late seventies, early eighties, something like that. Um, so James reached out to me and, and he wanted to build, uh, you know, replicate it basically. So we're going to build it in his dad's honor and, and try to, you know, uh, do the best we can with it. And, yeah, I mean, it's got a cool, um, I think it's 10 over, um, Durfee, uh, girder front end on it, which is cool. It's gooseneck frame, um, kick only, uh, right side shift. So yeah, it's going to be a fun That's project, cool. but, but yeah, so part of that deal was, uh, you know, the late for labor on that build, um, and some help with some other stuff, you know, taking the loudmouth bike back and yeah. So now I get my baby back and, get to rip her around. We're going to bring her down to uh, fuel Cleveland this year. Um, we were supposed to be down there in the show with the bike last year, but uh, something came up. Um, we had a, a personal emergency 
couldn't make it. So I'm excited that um, Mikey, um, you know, had a spot for us again this year. So we're going to bring her down there and, and show her. But yeah. That's awesome, dude. People are going to definitely dig that bike. I got to see that bike at uh, not last year's. No, no, it was last year's dead. Yeah, yeah. I think, yep, it was last year. Yeah. So, I mean, when, when James actually had the bike, he brought it down to Daytona uh, for Bike Weekend. It was in a few shows down there. It got a lot of uh, a lot of looks and a lot of good feedback, which is really cool. I mean, you know, being the guy who built it, that's uh, a good feeling. But, you know, it's just a sportster, too, at the end of the day. So, and, <laughs> but. It's a cool sport, you know, though. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. It could be better. But no, yeah. I love it. I love it. It was that the, that first full on like full everything build I did. So, I mean, I'm really glad to get it back and uh, have some fun with it. So, yeah, it'll be fun bringing her down to Hugh Cleveland. And I think actually I was talking to uh, I've been I've been talking to uh, Davy Sprocket, and I think we're going to be planning an epic fucking ride from his place in Virginia uh, to Deadbeat. So, uh, Dude, that'd be sick. I think it's nothing but sportsters. I could be wrong, but I think it's nothing but sportsters in this. he got a sportster, so yeah, yeah, he's got some transmission stuff. I think he's working on, but uh, yeah, so that'd be awesome if we can uh, for sure make that happen and bring every everything and everybody together and do that. So, I think we we're talking about doing two. I think it's like a sixteen-hour trip he said 700 miles i think we're split at two days you know break it up camp roadside camping you know it'll be fun it'll be a lot of fun and having deadbeat as the as the finish line so and what a finish line it will be yeah it'll be a blast it'll be a blast so hopefully you know nothing goes wrong but everything's gonna go wrong we know already know that <laughs> along the way there's gonna be breakdowns there's gonna be stuff that happens but that's part of it i think that's part of the adventure you know it definitely is and actually on that topic i remember what i was going to ask you now this new this shovel build that you're doing are you going to ride it after you finish it to work out bugs or do you paint it as soon as you are like done uh I go for it. I, I paint it. I paint it. There you go. Yeah. It's mostly because I just get too tired of taking the motor and trans out in and out, in and out. <laughs> yeah, um, thing for sure. You know what I mean? So I don't want to like, I don't know. I just, and I, I have a, another bike to ride. So it's not like I'm not rushing in that sense, I guess. That's um, true. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I mean, the, definitely there's some, I did the same thing with loudmouth bike and it, there's definitely some nicks here and there that uh you know would have been avoided had I had I not just had it painted and, and ran with it but yeah I'm a I'm a go for it kind of guy I guess there's a lot of it man I see a lot of that <laughs> I think it's actually more common uh, yeah to go for it I was riding mine for this season uh just to, just to shake the shit down yeah I think it's more more there's more people that are do it that do it the way you're describing where they finish the build and they paint it and then they ride it and right maybe I mean I could ride it for the rest of the season find out that I should have just painted it right off the bat so right what was well, that exactly. possibility well and it's the kind of it's kind of the thing too it's like well once you get it out on the road 
you, the last thing you want to do is take it back in and disassemble everything. I mean, you get, you get, you're excited about riding it. You're excited. It's fucking rolling and running and, you know, all together. And the last thing you want to do is paint. So it's like less of an incentive to take everything apart again, you know? So. Right. Exactly. I think, uh, I would, I would change where I mounted the, the key switch and I would mm. make a new exhaust. And I think at that point, she'd be like ready for paint where like, I yeah. don't think anything else would need to change. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, and that's the big stuff. Like, so you can't, I mean, you can't get ahead of yourself too much because if you think about it, the, the, the vast majority of the fabrication has to be done before it's running and riding. Right. Um, right. So it would only be like, you know, maintenance type things or like little tweaks here and there. So, I mean, in my head, it's, you know, I, I hope I don't fuck up the paint, but, <laughs> you know, we try hard not to. So, yeah, but you've, yeah, already, gotten, you've already gotten one that all, all the way over the finish line, though. So I feel like you have your process a little more dialed in. Yeah. You know, like I said, there's some nicks and, you know, dings and whatever in the paint here and there. But th- luckily, they're all in spots that are very, very not noticeable. So, <laughs> but wow. uh, yeah, the bike actually, when I got it back, it had just come back from Daytona and uh, the loudmouth bike that is. And he actually opened trailer the way home from Daytona. And Daytona this past year was fucking like wet as hell. So it was rain, 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 rain. It was the whole, uh, it was the same way the whole ride home back to New York and the bikes out in the open trailer and he got it back and he was like so busy getting back to work and all that stuff or whatever. It just sat too fucking long. It sat just too long, you know, wet, put away wet. So um, anywhere there wasn't stainless bolts, stuff like that, or like little tabs or something like that that weren't painted or stainless, you know, right. Uh, I got to go through and clean them up like wheel spacers and stuff like that. So, but that was a little all the way into the wheel spacers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, just, you know, touch her up a bit and, you know, whatever. I've already got her most of the way there, but like I said, I'm neurotic too. So it's, I, I notice everything. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think I'm sure you notice more than everybody else is noticing on your own bike. But yeah, I mean, probably. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I, I, I love building these bikes. I mean, like it's an art form for me. So it, with all art, I, I think it's, you know, you do it to share it with people. You know, it's not to it's not to impress people or show people off or puff a fucking chest. I mean, if it is go fuck yourself, like that's not what this is about. It's about sharing vision. I think, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's why I, I fell in love with choppers, but fuck. Yeah, man. That yeah. Is what it's all about. I love well, I mean, it. Look at the, look at the people it brings together. You know what I mean? So it's, it's pretty rad. So it is dude. It's a great community and yeah. definitely stoked to see how this thing turns out. Yeah, man. Can't wait. Uh, we'll get, we'll get trucking on it. You know, we'll take a few days off here and uh, got a long weekend for the holiday. And like I said, and back to four twelves next week. So I'm going to take advantage of every day that I can this coming weekend to ride, but yeah, we'll start chipping away at that shovel and, and get her out there. Like I said, the goal is to have her done by October. So. Fuck. Yeah. I, I would really like to have it done uh, before the glory day show uh, the end of September. Um, but I'm not, I don't want to, you know, don't quote me on that, but I'm going to shoot for that. 
We won't uh, hold you to it, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I'm, I'm really going to shoot for it. Uh, it. It's just hard to tell right now with the new career and the, being so busy with traveling and work and stuff. But I would really love to bring it down. Uh, Kurt's a great guy who, who puts on that uh, that show. And it's a great show. Anybody who hasn't been, go check it out. A, they do a great job. The The venue is awesome. It's in an old like blast furnace in Pittsburgh and full of graffiti. It's, it's a, I don't know, it's an awesome show. Go check it out. Um, but yeah, it'd be great to, we had the loudmouth bike there last year and I'd love to bring the, bring the long dong down there this year. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, if there's ever anything we can help with or any parts that you need to track down that we can throw out yeah. to the people, you know, yeah. the door's always open. We want to help however we can. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. That's, that's the, the world we live in. Right. And that's how it should be. So <clears throat> I love it, dude. Well, hey, thank you for coming on to to give yeah. us the updates on this thing. I'm stoked on it. And let's definitely plan for having you back like late September, early October, yeah. whenever it uh whenever it gets over the finish line and we'll recap everything else. Absolutely, man. Uh it's been great catching up and shooting the shit a bit. Uh miss miss Loctite, but you know, we got stuff to do. We all do. Um For sure, man. I wanna- yeah, I'll have to hit him up. I want to know what his, uh, I want to pick his brain on his plans for his CB. So I know. Yeah. We got that one coming in the works too. We'll be definitely yeah. sharing the details. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, man, it's been great catching up. Great to be on. Thanks for having me. Um, you got it, brother. Great to have you. And we will talk to you soon. Union strong, Greece. <laughs> That's it, brother. <laughs> All right, motherfuckers, we're back. Shout out again to Ben for coming on, talking us through the shovel build. Looking forward to that next episode going over the final result. But for now, it's time to shout out some of the people who make this show possible. First up, we got Deadbeat Customs out there in Tewksbury, Mass. The people who put on the motherfucking Deadbeat Retreat where all the lowlifes go to die. Going to be a great one this year. Really looking forward to it. Check out Deadbeat Customs at deadbeatcustoms.com and... Deadbeat Customs on Instagram. Next up, we got Hypnic Jerk Customs. We're doing all the motherfucking customs together. Hypnic Jerk Customs out in Sydney, Australia. Crushing the taillight game. You know I got one on the motherfucking Fat Boy. Loctite had one on the shovel. Maddie's got one on his XS. These things are hot commodities. So get one while the getting is good. Uh, pick that up at Hypnic Jerk Customs. Dot com or hit him up on Instagram and he will get you squared away. Next up, we got the homie John at Stay Strong Co. Making the dopest hot sauce in the motherfucking game. If you need to grab yourself a jar, go to Stay Strong Co. LLC on Instagram. Hit him up and he will get that shit signed, sealed, and delivered to your doorstep. Ready to go on your burgers. Next, we got Steel City Blacksmithing. The motherfucking homie, Josh, crushed it with the beginner's luck build for the Rolling Sands. I forget the name of the contest, but the Rolling Sands contest build off. Um, Absolutely unbelievable fabrication from Josh. Crushing the welding game, crushing the blacksmithing game. If you need a custom piece made, maybe a sissy bar, a hatchet, um... Literally anything you could think of, Josh can make it happen. So hit him up on Instagram, Steel City Blacksmithing, and tell him you heard about him on the Low Life Chopper podcast. Next up, 
We got the man you just heard, Ben Daly of Ray's Hell Motorcycle Co. doing custom work, full long dong shovel builds, a full merch line, and a whole lot more. Check him out at Ray's Hell Motorcycle Co. on Instagram or follow his personal page, Ray's Hell Daily. Last but not least, we got No Luck Paintworks out of Manchester, New Hampshire, holding the paint for my bike, painted Astro Man's bike, painted his own bike, a killer black and purple flame, and he's got way more shit planned for the summer. So keep an eye on the No Luck Paintworks page to see what he is cooking up next and give the man a motherfucking follow. All right, we made it. Stoked you guys are still enjoying the show. If there's anybody you guys want to hear on next week's episode or the weeks after that, let us know. We did have two people reach out about the same person. I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want to get people excited and then maybe he's not into the whole doing a podcast thing. But there's a very big name in motorcycles that just started a YouTube channel and sure would love to have that motherfucker on the show. So we'll see if we can make it happen. If there's anybody else you guys want to hear from, let us know. But for now, to close this one out, I will say, from rigid front ends to pipes that bend, Ben's got the plans to get this shovel rolling again. Man, why is the Taliban? Nine and we're right, 45 and 
Yeah. You come in trouble, man. I always in trouble, man. I'm worth a couple hundred grand. Yeah. Shannon's out colors, man. Yeah. I'm grand hustle, man. More hustles than hustle, man. But why don't rubber bands? They representing the struggle, man. Yeah. My folk who tried till they come up with another plan. Stack a couple grand to get their stuff off their mama lane. Gangsters who been serving since you was doing the running, man. Went down, did 10, back round, and rich again. That's why I'm young with the soul of an old man. I'm shell shocked, get shot, slow your roll, man. Still ride around with the Glock on patrol, man. Nah, I ain't robbing, I'm just looking for the troll, man. For my niggas slaying blow, whipping hole, rolling bold, 24. Let these other niggas know who I'm in. Rubble band, man, wild is the Taliban. Nine in my right, 45 in my other hand. I'm in trouble, man, I always in trouble, man. I'm worth a couple hundred grand. Shannon's all colors, man. Rubble band, man, wild is the Taliban. Nine in my right, 45 in my other hand. I'm in trouble, man, I always in trouble, man. I'm worth a couple hundred grand. Shannon's all colors, man.